People come hungry today. So let's just be fed a moment. Sometimes I felt as if anything could happen when I walked into the pantry. Could be that a woman with an iguana on her shoulder would show up. It could be that one of you might fall down on your knees right now and confess that burden on your heart. Could be that you'd turn to the left of you and see the face of God. Could be that you'd turn to the right of you and become the face of God for someone else. Whether we know it's what we want or not, we've come hungry today. And we want Jesus to walk with us. We want to be able to sing, Lord, I know I've been changed. If you feel like you may have entered into this conversation in the scripture today in the middle, well, you have. Last week, we gathered with the disciples and with Jesus and about 5,000 other folks who were hungry too. And even if you weren't here last week, you likely know the story. Folks were hungry. And Jesus' people, they stood and they looked out and they saw the need. And they also saw they didn't have what they needed to feed them. And Jesus invited them, challenged them, invited us, challenged us into the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. You know it. Five loaves of barley bread and two fish enough to feed everybody stuff left over. The problem was that Jesus' disciples, well, they didn't get it. <laughs> they kept looking at the need instead of discerning the hungry. And then when those few loaves of bread became enough, more than enough, 
They thought the miracle was in a whole lot of bread. They had a hard time seeing that the impossible reality of God that they had just witnessed was that God showed up in the place of that hunger and provided. So we find ourselves at the end of that little bit of a story with the challenge before us, can we have eyes to see? Can we see beyond the need and our insufficiency in the face of it to discern the hunger, yours and mine? And will we seek a whole lot of bread or choose to learn what it means not merely to believe what we see, but to see God's provision and come to believe in the impossible reality of God. So right here and right now, we have an opportunity. I can talk to you a bit and tell you a story about the bread of life. Or you can get present right here and right now with the bread of life. You see, this is where we find ourselves, not only in Scripture, but frankly, where we find ourselves, period. In the Scripture, we come upon the crowds who are looking for Jesus and those loaves of bread. You see, at the end of our reading from last week, we heard that when Jesus saw that the people planned to take him and make him their king, he withdrew. He went somewhere else. He went to the mountain by himself. It seems that Jesus is not interested in our taking him and making him what we want of him. And when the disciples were worried and concerned that he wasn't in their boat, when the disciples were concerned and frightened because Jesus wasn't in their boat, they set out across the water and became afraid as the storm started to toss them. And guess what? Jesus showed up there, walking toward them on the water, and they were terrified. You see, they wanted him in their boat. And he met them in the storm in his own way, walking on the water to meet them where they needed him most. And it frightened the out of them. <laughs> and so we find ourselves here 
Are you in the boat? Are you on the shore? Are you showing up hungry? Do you know what you're hungry for? Amen. Can you get fed today? Or do you want to be part of the crowds? Those crowds that show up with us today saying, excuse me, Jesus, you're on the other side. How did you get here? Here? We were looking for you. Why weren't you where you were last Sunday? Because we showed up and you were there last Sunday and some good stuff happened and we liked it. And we ate that bread and we felt very good. So we're showing up again. Where's your bread? Where's your bread? Preacher asks if we're hungry. We're saying, yes, give me some bread. How did you get here on this other side? Jesus doesn't answer the question, do you notice? He doesn't answer the question because they don't even know what they're really asking. But he does, and he says it plain. You think you're asking where I am. You think you're looking for me. But let me make it plain, you're looking for the bread. You're not looking for me. You're looking for bread. Because the bread makes you feel good. Because when we're uncomfortable, it's reasonable, we want to feel good. And so we come looking for the bread that we call looking for Jesus. And we look where we saw him last. And we wonder why he's not in our boat. And we get fussy when he won't let us take him and make him be when and where and who and what we think is going to feed us very well. And we show up at church on Sunday, and we take a little bit of that bread, and we think we're walking with Jesus, and then we go home, and then Monday night comes, and we sit in front of the television for 12 hours straight because we don't want to think, because we don't want to feel, because we have no hope, and we don't want to face it, and we don't know how to pray, and we don't know how to ask for what we need. And then Tuesday comes, and we feel even worse because we don't know how to take care of ourselves, and we keep trying, so we try something else, and we drink a lot of this, or we eat a lot of that and we feel like crap, and we go to bed, and we get up the next morning, and guess what? We are hungrier than we were the last two nights. And so we decide that we're going to get on the computer today, and we are going to look at Match.com, and we're going to look through all of our possible hookups, and we might even phone somebody, and we might even meet them here or meet them there, and we might even do this or do that with them. And it's going to last as long as the bread does. <laughs> and we're going to feel a little bit better, and then we won't. 
and then it's going to be Thursday, and then it's going to be Friday, and finally we're going to get a paycheck, and we're going to say, I must be worth something because I make some money, and we're going to try and prove to ourselves that that thing inside us that feels so empty can be fed by bread, and we will call it faith. Those crowds, their faith is in their idea of a savior, not in Jesus himself. It's a hard thing. Now hear people, it is a hard thing to walk with Jesus. And that's why most of us don't, myself included on any given day. Because when we walk with Jesus, I'm talking about the living presence of God. We have to be alive. We have to be alive. And what do you think all that television eating and drinking and sexing and computering and all that sitting in churching and doing gooding helps us deal with? the pain of being alive. When we really walk with Jesus, Jesus calls us into life, into life, where anything can happen in that pantry, where we might end up being asked something of us, where we might need something that can only come to us from the hand of the woman that was just petting her iguana. <laughs> we might just get popped out of any kind of feeling like we know what to expect and therefore know what to do and therefore know how to act right to get God's blessing. Because it is all about what he does for us and what we do for him, right? Jesus, they say, we're looking for you. He says, no, you're not. You're looking for the bread. And where do they go with that? Well, tell us, what must we do to perform the works of God? See, they don't get it because they're still outside the life within and the life within. What must we do to perform the works of God? He says, you still don't get it. This is the work of God. The work of God is believe in the reality, impossible as it may seem, that I am already here with you right now, where you hunger most and are afraid to go, and don't believe I'll meet you there, and are running from as fast as you can go, stop and be fed. Not with bread, but with the bread of life. This is the work of God in you. You see, the work of God does not happen outside of you. The work of God happens in you. 
and in me. And in you, in me, and me, in you. The work of God happens when we return to ourselves, become alive, and let the bread of life enable us to have the courage and the strength and the healing and the nurturing and the peace and the care that we need and hunger for so desperately right here and right now. We all have it. Where is your hunger? You hunger for the bread of life, no matter what it is that you think you want. Those things that we feed ourselves to feel better never help us, do they? Get better. That's how we can tell. When we take in the bread of life, we heal. We become free. We become peaceful. We're able to let go. When we eat anything else, it perishes. It dies within us. We die within ourselves as we feast upon anything we substitute for that which really feeds the soul. Here's the catch. It seems that we are sort of built like this. As long as I try and figure out my own hunger and feed myself, I'm going to keep reaching for bread. How then, how then do we get out of this place of death which we think is life into the bread of life, the bread from heaven which brings life to the world? Jesus responds to those that are with him by saying, you allow this to come and become the bread of heaven in us. Do not look to the past. They say, wait a minute, what are you going to do? Again, looking on the outside. What are you going to do? What sign are you going to show us? Because, you know, in the past, our people before, this is what happened back then, and we're looking for that again. And he says, it is not in the past, and it's not what happened to somebody else. It's in the present, right here and right now. And it's what is happening for and in you. The bread of life comes from the God of heaven, not from Moses, not from the Baptist church, not from Reverend Kristen, not from the preacher on the corner, not from the beliefs of my parents. The bread of heaven comes from God and does not come from the past but into this present moment with you right now. Will you eat of it? Because it is this bread that will feed us, and through this bread we will be changed. How? We will get out of ourselves. We will get out of ourselves, not because there's anything wrong with who we are, but because the way we think about ourselves is often so death producing. It is so difficult for us to think of ourselves as worthy of the impossible reality of God, and therefore we look for bread. It is so difficult for us to welcome the impossible reality of God in our lives, and therefore we look at other people's lives instead. It is so difficult 
for us to receive this truth. The bread is for us all, and it is here and now. But how do we receive it? We get out of ourselves by helping someone else. Not because we're so good and needing to prove our worthiness. Indeed, it is not about benevolence. It is because when I reach out to you, I stretch open myself. And when I give to you, not because I've figured out exactly what you need, and not because I'm perfectly worthy to give it, and not because I have everything, but because I'm willing to become a giver, I become changed. You see, it's not what I give, but my becoming a giver that transforms me. I need to help someone else so that I will be changed. And how do we become the bread of life? We give and then we offer praise and thanksgiving. We offer thanks to God for everything in our lives right as it is, not because we understand how everything that is present in our lives right now is part of God's provision. Who could understand that? But we give thanks so that it might become part of God's provision. We thank God for everything we have and everything we have not, everything that has been given, everything that has been taken away, everything that remains and everything that is to come, not because we understand it, but because the impossible reality of God is beyond our understanding, and we give praise for that because if it were up to us, you know what we'd have. We'd have, well, we've had that. How do we become the bread of life? We help. We offer praise, and we become willing. We become willing to be fed where we really hunger. We become willing to go into the place where we are really hungering for Jesus to walk with us. We become willing, in a word, to become changed. To let go of a savior that fits into what we have already established and to walk with a God who allows us to become fully and eternally alive. How do we become the bread of life? We come someplace like this, looking to be fed. And as we look around and take the bread, we start to think something unimaginable, like, hey, I might have seen God in Orlando. Whoo, God may have just shown up through me. Hey, I might be able to be a part of this. I think I'll stick around and help. Bread for the life, bread of life, it is us, it is in us, it is through us when we believe in the impossible reality of God. Let us rejoice and be fed. Amen. Amen.